Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Hello, welcome along. It's a Friday episode. Uh, first of all, Sam, I'm going to say, have you been watching Dez this week on ITV? No. Have you not seen it? It's the dramatisation of the Dennis Nielsen story. Really? Th- oh, yeah, you, you seem completely oblivious to this. Yeah, Most totally people oblivious. Have been watching it. It's three parts, and it was David Tennant playing Dennis mm. Nielsen right. in an eerily fucking accurate portrayal of him well I mean I don't know how he spoke but in terms of like how he looked and everything it was just like fucking Mm. watching Dennis Nielsen which was pretty chilling Uh, three parts Monday to Wednesday this week it'll all be on the ITV hub you've got to watch it Sam it's fucking really really yeah I don't really watch things like that usually about killers I watched the Fred West one with him out of the wire once that was quite good but I find it a bit scary well, this was kind of a bit scary. I tell you what, as well, it was a bit weird because I found myself liking Dennis Nielsen. Well, they're very charismatic, aren't they? Well, this was it. He was very mm. charismatic and intelligent and witty um, mm. in how he was portrayed. I mean, obviously, the stuff he did wasn't very charismatic or intelligent. Nothing witty about that. There's, there's nothing witty about severing a head and boiling it in a pot, is there? You know, not even well, ironically. I, I don't want like spoilers. But just in a nutshell, why did he do those things? Well, in the the title of the uh, the book about him that was written by a writer called Brian Masters, who spent a lot of time with him from mm. the basically from his arrest onwards, uh, killing for company. What well, just gave him something to do? He was lonely. He, he was lonely. Yeah, he wanted people to come back to his flat, but then he ended up killing them. But then sometimes he would um, put the corpses in the armchair across from where he was sitting, and they watched the telly together. Ah. Uh... Yeah. So there's a lot going on. But, you know, listen, if you want company, just, you don't, the people, I suppose that one thing is, then they don't leave if if you can kill them. Because I yeah. remember I had a mate, a couple of mates did this, when you were at their house when you were a kid, and mm. suddenly you get spooked and you think, fuck this, I'm going home. Yeah. And they really don't want you to go home. Yeah. And I remember a mate who like literally went to the front door and was sort of like blocking my way, right? Fucking hell. And I sometimes think about that kid and I think at the time I was probably creeped out a little bit, mm. but actually now I look back and I just feel really sorry for the kid. Well, I mean, you don't know what his family circumstances were like, do you? Do you know what I mean? It could have been. Yeah, it it could, have I been. mean, it could be really dark and bleak or it could yeah. just be a simple case of there was nothing dark as such, but... He was lonely. And people don't think about that. When you're a kid, you do get lonely. I remember being lonely when I was a kid. Have you got any violin sound effects you could drop into this bit? I haven't, no. I could probably find some. No, but sometimes, you know what? I mean, every kid gets lonely, right? Mm. Because being a kid, even if you've got siblings, it can be quite solitary, right? Yeah. Because 
when you're at school it can be okay but you spend long periods at home and no one's really interested in the shit that you're mm. interested in other than you even if you've got older or younger siblings they're never that interested mm. full time in your little obsessions you basically are left to your own devices a lot and um, loneliness often also equals boredom mm. and boredom can get you down so I think a lot of kids do get lonely and the portrayal of kids sometimes is that they're all just always having a fucking brilliant like, right laugh. Yeah, we're and being kids. It's brilliant. Hey, let's we're kid climbing it up. trees. We're on our BMXs. It's fantastic. It Get a catapult. Pick your <laughs> nose. Cycle around on your bike. Play conkers. Right? Yeah. Tie a firework to a cat's tail. Do some digging out the front. Do some digging out the <laughs> back. back. Play Robin Hood. Play Dick Turpin. <laughs> yeah, of course being a kid is awesome, but it's not awesome 100% of the time. And even sometimes your great fun is punctuated with loneliness. Anyway, get the highs, this. The highs are high, but the lows are low. Oh, exactly. It, that is That's exactly what, what it's like. like yeah. Being a kid is a little bit like the story of Leonardo DiCaprio and Wolf of Wall Street. In a way, but, but without that the film is analogous to every British childhood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in that you're either fucking really having it, mm. fucking big style, or you're fucking lonely and bored, and, and there's not many in betweens. I used to like being on my own when I was a kid. I mean, I, I had friends and stuff, but I, I didn't mm. mind being on my own because I would like listen to music and stuff. I pretend to be a DJ and do my own yeah. radio shows in my bedroom. Hi, this is Andy Dawson on Atlantic 391. Uh, It's the Top 40 Countdown. I mean, if you've listened to Top Flight Tune Machine and heard how adept I am at doing the Top 40 Countdowns for doing that, you know, that all adds up. Makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, it all falls into place. I mean, I heard it and I thought, aye, aye, he's not new to this. Looks like like our Andy was a childhood DJ. Yeah. (laughs) A bedroom DJ in his childhood. Yeah, or maybe hospital radio. Who knows? But no. Yeah. Well, you know, I you know, I did occupy myself as as I've documented, you know, there was lots of digging. Um mm. I liked to go out front and kick a ball against the wall. And yeah. uh what was the other thing I liked doing? Oh, I liked to do really enormous football dice tournaments like yeah. with like 100 teams that went on forever yeah. and complicated rules it just occupied me so yeah you got things to do but all I'm saying is you can sometimes get lonely and so I suppose the reason I started talking about this was can I understand why Dennis Nielsen murdered people and put them in an armchair to watch Shelley with in a way yes because I saw that how desperate all those years ago that that mate of mine was to stop yeah. me leaving his home. All he wanted was for me to stay and provide company. Now, he, who knows, that kid may have been driven to kill me just in order to keep my physical yeah. form I mean, under I was going to ask, has he killed since, do you know? Have you don't got know. any evidence? Fell out of touch. Know. I wouldn't be... If I'm honest, I wouldn't be... I'd be shocked but not surprised if it got back to me that that particular kid had murdered people. And the thing is, it's hard to know. You can't track all murders. You don't know who's become a murderer who you used to know when you were younger. Because when, oh, this is my birthday, right, this year. Mm. Me and my son were sitting up late. It was my birthday. Uh, we both had a couple of beers. Well, I'd had some beers. He hadn't had any. Um, and we were just flicking through what was on the telly. Sky Crime, 
and it was at some one of these documentaries, Notable Murderers or something like that. Mm. And the subject of the documentary was a murderer from just a few years ago from the mm. northwest, and his name Andrew Dawson. Oh, I was like, fucking hell, what? Oh no, I'm a murderer? I had Disaster. no idea about this. And this had just gone on. He killed like two people. It's a few years That's ago. That's a nightmare. So we watched That's, it. I'm really glad good. the story didn't get bigger because then you're in a situation where you might have to change yeah, your name. Exactly. Then you've got I mean, people called be, Harold there must be, Fred West going exactly, around. There must be loads of people called Fred West in this country. Yeah, of course. It's a very yeah. common name. In fact, let's be honest, Fre- Fred West is actually quite a cool name. It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if like, he was like an, an alt-country singer-songwriter called Fred West. Yeah. Fred West, him, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, if, if West Ham signed a player called Fred West, I'd be well excited. And I'll say this as well. Probably going back to the mid-1990s, which is about the right time, um, but if there was uh, a buxom uh, uh, glamour model with yeah. dark hair bouncing down mm. over her shoulders and her name was Rose West, oh, we'd be into that, oh, wouldn't yeah. we? yeah. <laughs> Get her on the cover, lads. Back in yeah. the Lad Mag days. Okay, hell. Rose West. I want her on the cover and we're giving her... Four, no, five pages, two spreads and a single inside. <laughs> the advertisers all love it. Uh, are we doing an interview? Now we just make that bit up. Make it up. Pretend in the interview that she's really into football and shagging fat, ugly blokes. That's what, <laughs> that goes down a treat. <laughs> and then imagine if they got married. Fred West, the, the alt, alternative indie singer, and Rose West, the model. What a couple that would be. Did that Super happen. couple. It's sliding in doors, 90s. isn't it? Different, yeah. different lifestyles. They could um, have been like the Liam and Patsy of their yeah. time. That reminds me, there's a the, next week on ITV's Crime Slot, there's a documentary about the love affair between Rose West and uh, Myra Hindley. Did you know about that? In in the Nick. Well, in the I Nick, obviously, this. yeah. Not on, not on Civvy Street. Yeah. That's well, I mean, and that's, I... that's helmed by Trevor MacDonald. But the... <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I am Trevor MacDonald. That's the funniest thing Lenny Henry's ever done. Although, I'm a Lenny Henry revisionist. I've always found him hilarious. People are like, oh, God, Lenny Henry. But Lenny Henry, everything. You know, saying okay for ages and ages. Mm. Uh, Eating condensed milk sandwiches. Yeah. Um, Or was it evaporated milk? I can't remember. I can't remember. Um, At, what, Delroy Wilkins? Delbert Wilkins? Mm. In fact, didn't our mate, Stan Hay, right, Delbert Wilkins? Yes, he did. Yeah. Because it was called The Lenny Henry Show, wasn't it? But it was actually a yeah. Delbert Wilkins sitcom. Yeah. He did, yeah. All funny, but my favourite thing that he ever did, which was on Tisbell's, was when he dressed up as Trevor McDonald and said, yeah. my name is McDonald and I read the news, <laughs> but I'd really much rather be singing the blues. <laughs> yeah. Trevor McDonald. Brilliant. Trevor McDonald here with the strange love affair between... Rose West and Myra Hindley, both killers, <laughs> both women. <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> Fucking so, hell, yeah, that's, that's though. Everyone's Tuesday, always trying to go on about how Myra Hindley's better and not a nutter anymore. And but how... she's dead, though. Oh, right, she's dead. Oh, that's all right, then. They're because dead, aren't they? Oh, no, they were Rose always dead. They were always Pretty going bad. on about it, but as I understand mm. it, she was always trying to say, well, I was just a young, innocent Mm-mm. woman manipulated by, mm. um, what's his name? But with Fred and Rose West, from what I've read about it, I'm not like an expert, but as far as I understand it, she was the fucking brains behind yeah, the old right, thing. Right, and he yeah. was the daft, manipulated one. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the tr- that's the truth. Yeah, but um, I don't know. We'll find out more if we watch that next week, I suppose. So that'll be interesting. Trevor McDonald, Rose West, and uh, Myra Hindley—it's the dream dream team, isn't it? Really? <laughs> what a hat trick! <laughs> what a hat trick! Uh, what was I going to say? There's something else sticking my crime. I, I, th- I thought about this with Dennis Nielsen when I read it yesterday. Um, I'll just find it. It's uh, a police chief is uh is been having a pop at Extinction Rebellion. Oh um, yeah. It's Metropolitan Police Deputy Commissioner Sir Steve House and he's described <laughs> the Extinction Re- he's ex- described this thing. <laughs> Steve House. Steve House. Steve House here. Yeah. <laughs> he's described the climate protesters as a flipping nuisance and a complete pain in the neck. And he's told the London Assembly's Police and Crime Committee that Extinction Rebellion uh, activists waste police time when they deliberately go limp after being arrested. (laughs) 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 Which means that four or five officers are required to carry them away. Sir Steve said, we have asked them to stop being floppy. This is fucking true. (laughs) He says, it might seem like a silly thing to say, but when we arrest them and pick them up, they go all floppy, which is why you see four or five officers carrying them away. It's a complete waste of officers' time and a complete pain in the neck. If they could just behave like sensible adults, you've made your point, you wanted to be arrested, you've been arrested, get up and walk away with one officer and stop wasting police time. (laughs) (laughs) Our police force, fucking hell. Can you just grow up and start doing crime properly? Start it like a... Do you know what? If you're going to be a criminal, be a criminal like a man. And that means keeping your body stiff, not floppy. This sounds like... Do you think Timbrel is involved in Extinction Rebellion somewhere along the line? Because this sounds like the sort of thing he'd put out on his newsletter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Timbrel's got a newsletter that goes out on the dark net. Yeah, Timbrel's the tim- tips. Timbrel's <laughs> tips. Going floppy when in police custody. That's the headline. A lot of people have been writing to me asking how you can mess about with the police and cause them their time. A, a huge amount of trouble and time when being arrested. Very simple technique here. It's called the flop. If you go floppy, it'll take four or five of them to arrest you. That will take up a lot of police time and uh, manpower. I recommend and it highly. Legally, they cannot touch you. Floppiness is not a crime, no matter what they try to tell you. <laughs> okay, Nell. Stop, stop being, stop acting like fucking toddlers when you're doing crime. Do it properly. We'll fucking crime it up how we want, Pete. Oh, we'll put you in a toddler prison if you look careful. The so, country's uh, yes. in such chaos, isn't it? That's that, where like, we're at. The police are just complaining about things like that. They can't <laughs> handle. They, they, they're, they're begging criminals to behave in a slightly different. Not to stop being criminals. <laughs> Yeah. But to behave slightly different when they're under arrest. Do it the right way. Yeah, be decent and English about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. So if you do get arrested. But, I mean, I suppose the police cuts mean that they're on about 20% of the budget that they were on before. So they could have handled four or five coppers per person back then. And that's, Now it's, it's one, the, one criminal, it's one copper. One criminal, one copper, that's yeah. What, no that's flop. what apparently the Home Office have said. They're doing a survey, a census, to see how many criminals are currently operating in the UK. It's really simple. Yeah. You'll just get a thing through your door and you just are have you, to tick whether or not you're a criminal. Are you a criminal? Are you currently a criminal? Are you currently a criminal? And then 
they calculate how many criminals there are and they just make sure it's a like-for-like like thing. Yeah. If not, are you planning to become a criminal in the next six months? Mm. Is your child showing criminal tendencies? When will they become of criminal age? Yeah. Yeah. Another very troubling thing in the news that's been sent to us by a number of concerned cunters. Um, And I don't blame them for being concerned. Just saw this. This one, this particular email is from Harry, um, Harry Walker, but we've had a few. Um, Just saw this BBC News no new 2p or £2 coins being made for 10 years. Wow. He says, what, what do you think the repercussions on the coining community will be? Is it feasible that every 2p will end up in a machine with none to actually coin? <clears throat> Good point. Um, mm, Chris Grace. I, I think. Go on, yeah, is there another on. one? Yeah, Chris Grace is, raises some more questions. So let's get all of the questions and then try and respond to them because we all know right. people are worried. We're not, I mean, we've stressed this before, we are not, in any way involved with any coining authorities. Mm. I mean, we're people, we're people who know about coining and have been involved mm. in coining our whole lives. But listen, we can never, whatever we say on this podcast, <clears throat> that is not the official line of any no. coining authorities. So we can only respond. And this news is as new to us as it is to you. So our heads are spinning right now, but we'll do our best. Yeah. What is your, this is Chris Grace, Morning Dickheads, what's your reaction? <clears throat> to plans of Royal Mint to bring 2p coins out of circulation in the next 10 years. What action do you expect FICA, he says that's Federation Internationale de Coining Association, to take? Yep. Is this a plot to force the default coining currency up to 5p or even 10p and force the working class person out of the sport and make it more for the elite? TTFN, mm. Chris G., well, that's a good point. This is mm. this Andy. Is this the gentrification of coining we're seeing here? I, I don't think it is. I don't think this is something we need to worry about in the immediate, you know, future. Uh, I think that two pence, two things, right? Two pence pieces aren't going to be used in transactions very much anymore because prices are gradually getting higher. Five pence is kind of the minimum. Um, also, cash transactions themselves are out the window because of COVID and people not wanting to handle cash. Mm. I think all those two pence pieces that are currently floating around in the non-coining realm, let's say, mm. will eventually find their way into the coining realm because coiners will collect them or they'll get them from, they'll swap them from other non-coining friends and family. Uh, they'll stockpile them and they'll go into the coining system. So I think this, if anything, this is going to be a boon. There'll the be more system. coins in yeah, the coining system. I think so, yeah. I think all the two pences will eventually be in the coining realm and the, you won't see a two pence piece anywhere in, in, in well, the... Well, I suppose, I hope you're right. The only thing about that is, and I'd say this to all coiners listening, that means if you're coining, remember to reinvest your coins. Mm. What I don't want to see, and I have seen it, I don't agree with it, but there's no law against it, is people... They'll get a payout on the coins. Yeah. They'll take them away. Fucking hell. Yeah. And like spend them. Yeah. That's and I just think that's not in the spirit of true coining. You're playing for two for three things fun, honour, mm-hmm. and prizes. Prizes, yeah. No fun, honour and prizes. Who who is walking away with more two pences than they put in to start with? Not many people. Yeah, I know. We, we realise that we don't make money. It's not a money-making enterprise. It's a prize-gaining enterprise, but it's not no. a money-making enterprise, is it's it? It's a fulfilment-gaining enterprise. Yeah. 
it will it will enhance you and enrich you and nourish you spiritually. Yeah, of course, it will. Yeah, but if you're in it for the money, it's a mugs game. You're better off. You're better off sticking your money on the fucking horses, mate. Yeah, you know exactly. But don't got to don't think do well. it. You've got to think as well, not just about the amount of two pences that are already in those machines right now. What about the change machines in the mm. coining establishments? How many two pence pieces have they got? There's a there's a massive stockpile, I think, of two pence pieces already within the coining realm, as I'm de- determined to call it from now on. I hope that Brexit, I mean, I've got a f- strong feeling that there's a lot of these like <coughs> wild eyed Brexiters who mm. they were, and you know. Both of us have been clear about our feelings on Brexit, but I would say that there was rumours that Brussels had their eyes on our co- on our coining regime. They wanted right. to switch it up, so we had to start using euro cents. Yeah. Um, and they wanted to get their greasy paws on our 2P stockpile, 2P mountains. What were they going to do, melt it down? There's 2P lakes. <laughs> reservoirs lakes, yeah. and mountains. In Geneva, I think they're in. Yeah. And they were going to, uh, yeah, exactly, melt them down, turn them into euros, probably. And we'll we can't probably be get having some that. pedants getting in touch now telling us that Geneva's not in the EU, but fuck off. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I, I, I'm not worried. I'm not worried in the in the immediate future. I don't think that, I think the two pencers will eventually find their way to their natural home, which is the coining realm. Calming so, voice um, there. <clears throat> A calming voice from yeah, Andy. Yeah, I try to be. Um, was there yeah. anything so else? Just, that just don't panic, people? everyone. Don't worry. I'm going to do some t- some um, t-shirts that say "Fun, Honor, Prizes," <laughs> right? <laughs> As a reminder to all of you, what we are involved in coining for. With a little pile of two pence pieces there in the corner. Yeah, it'd be quite nice that, wouldn't it? Lovely that, wouldn't it? For Christmas. Oh, I've already got. I've already got the man in mind who might do us a lovely little coining illustration. All right, okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, right, so, yeah, just a little timely reminder there of why it is we're all involved in coining and what it brings yeah. to all of us as individuals and as a society. Jalapeño. If you like what you've been listening to on Top Flight Time Machine, why not consider heading over to patreon.com slash Machine where you can subscribe. Uh, not only does your monthly subscription help support this podcast and keep it going, it also gives you access to a huge amount of extra exclusive content. Loads of extra episodes, yeah. You'll be getting an episode a day. And Pretty it much. costs less than a fiver, less than a pint. Whether a you month. like it or not. Go to tftimemachine.com slash iron filings to find out more and get involved. There's t-shirts and everything. I mean, for fuck's sake, what more do you want? Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Jalapeño. There's a piece on the Guardian website that Dave, 10 of the funniest podcasts around and none of the podcasts that we're involved with, Sam, are included in the top 10 list. Oh, Have you got anything God. to say about that? You're not going to talk us through them because then we'll only say mean things about the ones that are involved and then I'll feel guilty afterwards because the people involved are probably perfectly I'm nice. Not gonna, I'm not going to read out the list. I wouldn't give it the fucking house room or the, the, pub, the, the oxygen of publicity. <laughs> but, um, we're, we're not on there and that's the main thing. Well, that's good. Do you think that's because we're, we're operating as outsiders? Why do we need to be in a list in The Guardian? Well, our podcast is thriving. Our fans are the best podcast fans around. And I'll tell you something else about the cunting community, yeah. the cunter community, is that they're exactly the sort of people who would not get their fucking information from newspaper articles, right? Yeah, they get it from us. Um, yeah. Jesus. No, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of, you know, look, I see us very much as the clash of this movement. Right. Oh <laughs> no one discovered the clash by reading top ten punk bands in the Guardian newspaper, did they? All right, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, fuck that. While well, we're anyway, talking listen. about music, something else I just remembered. Right. I always like to give TV tips and stuff. Uh, Sky Arts, which I think is now on free view as well, so everyone mm. can see Sky Arts. Uh, Saturday night, mm. nine o'clock. There's a documentary about madness. What's not to love about that? Great. Did you ever used to watch that film that they made, Take It or Leave It? Take It or Leave It, yeah. Brilliant film. I had that on VHS when I was a kid. I think it belonged to one of my brothers. And I used to watch the fuck out of that. It's great, isn't it? I think it's a long-lost classic, actually. I thought that might have been on as well, because after the Madness documentary, Take It or Leave It, by the way, 39 years ago that was made. Fucking hell. Take It or Leave It. Um, Sorry, after the Madness documentary at nine, there's a documentary about Lee Thompson, the sax player at Madness. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of like a bonus Madness documentary. So that's back-to-back Saturday Night Sky I think that Style Council documentary is coming out soon as well. Next month, I think, yeah. Next month. Yeah, which will be good. Um, We'll we'll definitely be talking about that after we had a very enjoyable interview with Mick Talbot from Style Council on our Humans of Honour episode from a couple of months ago. If you haven't listened to it, give it a listen. He's a top bloke. Yeah. Mate, uh, music documentaries, you're the expert on these. I um, I was listening. You're, you're a big fan of Paul Heaton, the work Paul Heaton, and why wouldn't you be? He is a yeah. genius. This he morning, is. I found myself humming the, the House Martin song "Step Outside," mm-hmm. which is a lovely song that I often think about this time of year. I don't know why. I don't even know what it's about, but I stuck it on and I really enjoyed it. And then I thought, "Fucking hell, what a songwriter Paul Heaton is!" And then mm. I thought, why haven't I seen more documentaries about him and the House Martins? And then mm. I do remember you recommending one quite a long time ago. There was anyway, one, I looked yeah. it up. Is it, the, is it the Channel 4 one? Yeah, it was It was on at like fucking 12.15 in the morning uh, yeah. after everyone had gone to bed. And Paul Heaton, to me, is the, the best British pop songwriter of the last 40 years. Bar yeah. None. I think he might. And, and also it's like... It's when you listen to like the Style Council, uh, not Style Council, the House Martins, and you think of white soul bands, right? Mm. British white soul bands. People would talk about people like Style Council, for instance. But the House Martins, this is like 
fucking these lads from Holt who wore like jumpers and clothes from millets. But it's yeah. soul music. It's just like it's just a he could he just took he could just do it somehow. Yeah, yeah, it was, just knew it? how to do it. And then of course they drifted into gospel a cappella with Caravan of Love and got a number one. Yeah. Not it's fucking incredible. That. Like, where yeah. the fuck did he come from and how did he learn how to do that? How was he basically like someone who'd been born and raised in fucking Detroit or Alabama, right? <laughs> but he's just some bloke from fucking Hull in a woolly jumper, right? I don't understand it. And so I wanted to know more. So I just wanted to ask you, and I might as well do it on air because some of our listeners might also be interested. Just from what I can remember from the documentary, I think he just grew up just listening to loads and loads of soul music. Right. He wasn't massively... I mean, I mean, he was in punk groups and things like that because that was what you did back then. You had to be, yeah. Unless you were Kevin Rowland and you were determined to, like, make some kind of soul group yeah. uh, with Dexy's Night Runners. But, uh, yeah, I think he just grew up listening to it and it just it just filtered into the music that he wrote. Um, yeah. Yeah, but he's just done it continually since, what, 1985 when House Martin started? And he's still does writes he still, brilliant songs. Does he still own a pub? Didn't no, he own a pub? Well, no. That pub we did, in, in, we played in Salford. That was his pub. The King's nah. Arms. Yeah. In Salford? Really? Yeah, yeah. Is it still his now? No, it's not. He'd sold it on by then, but that was the pub oh, that he had in Salford. Yeah. Hell. And we played there. Bloody hell. There what an honour. I mean, the first two shows we did were in a venue owned by Frankie and the Heartstrings. Second shows we did, the night after, Paul Heaton's former pub. Fucking hell. Can I tell then you something? we were at that this, pub in Liverpool with... With um, him from the farm and the manager of Echo and the Bunning Men. And then him from Frankie Ghost Hollywood came over and had a word. Fucking hell, those were the days. Well, I hope next year we can go on tour again and revisit yeah. this glamorous lifestyle. I know. This this is something, this is not top five time machine related, but the first Atletico Mince live show we did was at King's, King's Place in London. Well, yes. we did our first live show yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, that one we that that next to the thing. Guardian newspaper, yeah. Yeah, well, we, we played in the smaller room, but the men's show was in the, the main room. Yeah. And that stage, I only found out later, fucking Prince had played on that stage once. Fuck me. If I'd known that, I'd have been on my hands and knees licking the fucking floor. Well, as it happens, I did that anyway, but for different reasons. <laughs> Not on that stage we were on. We weren't big enough to be I, on the Prince I, stage. I did, did do it on our through? small stage. No, just on our small stage, just had a lick. You just, just wanted to lick it. To be honest, I was just curious what is it tasted like. Is that a tradition you've got now in all the shows we do? Yeah, I go out and have a lick around on the stage <laughs> like a dog might do before have he a takes a piss. stage lick. I just go out lick. to lick the stage, Andy. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right, mate. Sound check, um, stage lick, <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that fucking venue, I had some sunglasses and some fucking Bose headphones nicked from there. From the London one, not the public King's Place, in the fucking yeah. green room backstage. I mm. left them there. There was a load of other podcasters hanging around. I'm not going to name names. I didn't recognise all of them, but there was mm. a few of them, you know, warming up for their live podding. And, yeah. uh, and I just fucking stupidly left two in-ear... Bose Sports uh, mm. headphones and a pair of Ray-Bans. I mean, that's yeah. quite a lot of quality. It was so stupid of me to leave them, but they'd gone when we came off the show. Imagine well, that someone nicking while we were performing. How well, dare they? Um, on, on the big stage that night was Sue Perkins being interviewed. So I, I said I wasn't going to name names, but I do remember well, her being it, in the green room. It, it feels like a Sue Perkins kind of thing, it's, it? it's a Perkins move, isn't it? Yeah. As yeah. soon as I went on, she's given it 
that cunt there. Those cunts, where they gone? They gone on stage, are they? Alan Drew and show is our <laughs> fucking plenty yeah. of time to have Perfect. those. I've had my eye on a pair of those fucking headphones and a pair of Ray Bans, and I've been looking on Amazon, right? And they're not fucking cheap, right? <laughs> and because I, me and Mel decided not to go to take the Channel Four money when they fucking <laughs> when Hollywood and fucking those cunts jumped ship, didn't they? But I can tell you. It's left us right out of pocket. So I've had to cut down on my Amazon spending big style. So I, I was just going to get some shitty, like, Chinese rip-off AirPods, right? And Mel got some, and she said they didn't even work that well, right? They look the business. They look like you got real ones. But half the time, you're listening to all your music through one ear. So this is fucking perfect for me. And the sunglasses, that's just a bonus. Who doesn't want a pair of Ray-Bans? Well, you're walking Bitch. around listening to music. Yeah. Fucking listening yeah. to me well, cool well, music. Probably listening to a bit of Billy Idol. Yeah. I mean, as we say, we're not we're not near my names, but pretty it sure could it have Sue been Perkins. Sue Perkins. It could have if been. If you yeah. have any information on Sue yeah. Perkins or any other podcaster that it could have been, but probably Please Sue Perkins, about the whereabouts of my headphones and sunglasses from two and yeah. a half years ago. Please do get in touch. Please um, get in touch. Uh, no uh, Andy, in your life, in your life, your day-to-day going mm. about just Andy Dawson in about, how often yep. do you have to hide, conceal food about your person? Conceal? Never. And I don't mean in your guts. R- fucking never. Right. I, you, see, you see going about and that. I don't do a lot of going about. As this new lockdown in the northeast will show, my life has oh, yeah. been affected hardly at all by the new lockdown. As long as you're allowed to go out away. in your back garden and get in your hammock, then yeah, you're not going to complain yeah. to anyone. That, up, up the ASDA to get a bit of shopping in, that's about it at the minute. But uh, no, I never hide food. Do you hide food? Why yeah, do you ask? I've been doing a lot of, I've been doing a lot of food hiding. Um, right. Thought I'd bring it up in case you or any of the counters could relate. I Basically, my wife um, hides a good wife. Like, the tasty snacks. My, she's a good wife, but she hides the tasty snacks, and she probably thinks that's part of being a good wife because hides them from you. She knows I have. I, yeah, she hides them from me. Right. Maybe I'm from the kids as well, but I think mainly from me. Mainly from because me, yeah. the kids, even if they know where they are, they know what the boundaries are about just the, helping themselves yeah, to treat got foods. More, the kids have probably got more self control than you have. A hundred percent, they have. Yeah, <laughs> and I have no self control. And if there's anything, if there's any treat like a sweet treat or a salted treat in the house that's it bang it's all gone in my mm. fucking guts as soon as it's in the, in the guts. house in the guts can so i just she... ask you before you go any further can you just can you just check that we're still recording because we had a bit of a fuck up the other day I yeah just, it just came to mind you are yeah right, carry on thank you um <laughs> yeah so it uh so, so the other no, day just, yeah yes well i've been doing it loads like i've done it this morning coming up here my my, my good wife's downstairs working at home today mm. And uh, I went down and said, Sir, I'm just making a cup of tea. And I was round the corner. She was sat at the dining table. I was round the corner in the kitchen. Round the corner. And I made a cup of tea in my metal pot, put it all on a tray. She knows mm. that's my MO when I'm about to podcast. But I was fucking yeah. peckish and I could see it was a couple of hours till lunchtime. So I went, I went into the cupboard and I saw there was a six pack of hula hoops, right? Mm. Probably for the kids' lunches. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I'm going to have one of those upstairs because I knew that I wouldn't, she wouldn't take kindly to me taking some. So what I found myself doing, I'm 45 years old. I'm a 45-year-old father of two, a taxpayer. Yeah. 
former Not editor former editor of Enter the CD-ROM magazine. You know, yeah. a man of experience and achievement is what I'm saying. Re- registered on the government list as not a criminal as well. Not Exactly. And I found myself thinking, right, I've got to get those crisps, those hula hoops, out of the the bag, the mother mm-hmm. bag. Is that what you call it? The mother the bag? The outer bag? The outer bag. The holding bag. Yeah, the whole. <laughs> bag i've got to get one unit one bag out of there and then i've got to conceal them right so i can get past my wife because i've got to go past her to get to the stairs and upstairs not easy because they're noisy i put my hand in it was really noisy so i literally put the kettle on because it's quite a noisy boil and then to double cover myself turned on both taps right yeah that concealed the rustling I hid them. I'm wearing a pair of, like, um, army-style, you know, um, fatigue shorts, the ones that have got pockets on the side. Deep pockets, yeah. Yeah. And I hid them in a side pocket, the thigh pocket. Did she not identify the the kettle as a distraction boil? No, because I told her I was making tea, and that was beautiful because I walked past her with a pot of tea. And I'd ask, do you want to come to? She might have thought, why did it boil twice? Yeah, well, but, yeah, exactly. Distraction Yeah, but boiled. she might have thought, oh, he's boiled it, and then he's left it for too long before pouring it out, mm. so he just wants to give it a little reboil. You can do mm. that, can't you? Because I don't you like can. it when people boil and then leave it for five minutes and then pour. It's not boiled then. No, you've got to reboil. You've got to reboil. Yeah, so that that's what I dressed it up as. I had my story ready. As it happened, I didn't need to deploy it, but I had my cover story ready. It's like, it was a fucking reboil. Are you sure that wasn't a distraction boil? That's it was a not a distraction boil, it was a reboil. Do you want to fucking search me or something? Fucking search my pockets if you think I've got hula hoops in them, if that's what you're saying. And she's like, whoa, 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 no one said anything about hula hoops. <laughs> <laughs> right, up against the wall now, this is a search. <laughs> you taught yourself into this. I wasn't <laughs> even thinking about fucking hula hoops or you said it, right? Um, anyway... But that wasn't the first time. I mean, I'm doing this a lot. I'm exercising a lot at the moment. Like every day, I'm doing long, mm. like five mile runs, shit like that. And so, right. which is good because it like it's good for my fitness, but it's good for my mental health. Because if I do go out and do that in the morning, I'm yeah. sort of in a good mood most of, most of the time. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. as a result, I'm blaming that on my. It, it, you know, I'm even more insatiably greedy than usual. Ah, uh, yeah. It's a good excuse. I burned all these fucking calories, aren't I? I mean, of course I've got stuff in my face with Hulu. Give me Hulu. I've just had a five mile run. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I eat Hulu while I'm running. I'm entitled to my Hulu. (laughs) You need them, don't you? Have you seen Joe Wicks? He says you've got to refuel Hulu as soon as you finish exercising. When when the footballers come off at the end, they all get pizza. I'm entitled to my fucking Hulu. Last night it was worse, right? Last night it was worse. A worse confession than the hula hoops. Because bear in mind, I do this every day. I'm always, like, doing secret snacking all the time. Like, in more and more mad and creative ways. It reminds, me, it reminds me of when I had a drink and coke habit. I was it's just going to same... say, are you going to reach a point where you're hiding uh, multi-packs of hula hoops in the cistern and the toilet? That is the sort of shit I'd do. I mean, mm. you know, when I when I was, uh, you know, it, it, abusing too many substances, I was, 
you become very sneaky and crafty. Mm. It's an, it's a, it's not nice actually. You You've kind got to be of, careful. You reveal to yourself dark sides that you didn't know existed. Yeah. And obviously, I'm years past all of that now. But I can see that some of the techniques and skills I obviously learned during that time, I'm now <laughs> using for crisps and sweets. <laughs> <laughs> Last night, no lie. We were sitting, like, my son had already gone to bed, but it was about nine, right? And mm. my my daughter is currently watching Twin Peaks yeah. for the first time, which she loves, which is great. I'm so happy she loves it. I think, you yeah. know, if one of your chil- if your children are into Twin Peaks, you know they're on the right track they're all right. in yeah, life, aren't exactly. they? Yeah, you're, you're an all right person. <laughs> you really are into Twin Peaks, the, right? The, the Series 3 comeback from a couple of years ago is a bit of a leap, but, you know, get yeah, to that yeah. when you do. Don't I, worry yeah. about that now. But she's on Season 1 and she's bricking it about Bob and stuff like that. Mm. Anyway, I didn't want to watch it because I've not been watching it with her. I'm not quite free. She's watching it with my good wife. And so I said, do you know what? I'm really tired. I might just go up to bed now. They thought, that's weird. It's only nine o'clock. And I thought, the thing is, I'm desperate for something sweet, but I can't tell them. So I went into the little side room where the washing machine and all that is, and I know that there's quite a few hiding spots that my wife (laughs) utilises. So I pretended, I can't remember what I pretended I was looking for, some batteries. (laughs) Why? I said, I'll, I'll oh. go out, Ben. I've just got to get some batteries first. No, it's, it's to do with the podcast. Don't worry about it. Don't <laughs> worry, so, uh, you just get on with Twin Peaks. I'm just going to go and look for some batteries in here. But in fact... Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> I, I was searching around like a fucking pig hunting for truffles. <laughs> and sure enough, on the shelf above the fucking washing machine, right, there was a plastic box. And inside of it, there was loads of... Um, jelly sweets, you know, jellied yeah. fruits, oh, vegetarian yeah. jellied fruits. Course, I thought, yeah. fucking bit, hey, jackpot, I thought, right? <laughs> so I fucking thought, I'm never going to get this box past them. So I opened the box and I filled my pockets of my pyjama bottoms that I already had on. I filled my pockets with jellied fruits. <laughs> I loaded them. I couldn't stop. I had about like eight in each pocket, 16 in total, and they were quite large. And then I said, anyway, I'm just going to have a little read of my book upstairs. So I went upstairs and I got under the cover and I got my iPad and started reading a book. But I was just like this, munch, 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 because I thought she could come up at any moment to check up on me. Or one of them could come up to go to the loo and then poke their head around. They'll go, you're all right, and they'll catch me. But that's part of the thrill, isn't it? I fucking munched 16 jellied fruits, right? Yeah. Then I quickly cleaned my teeth and then just switched the light out. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Yeah. Sleep well, did you, after the jellied fruits? I slept well until four o'clock and then I woke up with my (laughs) mind swimming with wild outlandish fears and anxieties. (laughs) Oh, there you go. There you go. Mm. Well, I think you need to keep an eye on this because this sounds like it's repeated behaviour and it sounds like something could spiral out of control, Sam. But I'm uh, glad you've told us. I'm I know, well, I bet you cunters can get in touch and tell me about their yeah. food hiding because I'm yeah. interested in food Definitely. hiding stories from other people too. Yeah. Well, can we, before we go... Shit, we haven't we done any score predictions. this weekend's football? Yeah, doing quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll do yeah. that. Here we go. Uh, Manchester United versus Crystal Palace. 2-0. I guess you're saying the Manchester United there, yeah? Yeah. 
a 2-0 Manchester United. I'm going to go for uh, 3-0 to Manchester United. Uh, Newcastle United versus Brighton I'll go first on this one I think it will be 2-1 to Newcastle 3-1 Newcastle 3-1 to Newcastle says Sam results but of course is pre-programmed to say what the hell to all of these yeah. uh, Arsenal versus West Ham United oh 0-1 West Ham to oh, nick it 0-1 0-1 says Sam mm. They're predicting a West Ham win there I think it will be 2-0 to Arsenal sorry about that uh, yeah. Oxford versus Sunderland I'll go first this time. Mm. Um, I can't look beyond a 1-1. One, one. Oh, I was going to say 1-1. One, one. Okay, I'm going to say 1-0 one, one. One, one. One, one. to Sunderland. Okay. Bit of power play, that, I think. Mm. Uh, finally, Rotherham versus Millwall. Rotherham 2, Millwall 1. I think this will be 1-1 one, one as well. I know nothing about either team. Mm. Uh, all right, that's it, and the predictions are now... Locked in! Good stuff. Um, and we'll we'll leave it there. It's been a nice episode. I've enjoyed it. Yes, yeah, so have I. Nice Enjoy time. your That's weekend, amazing. folks. And yes. screw the list in The Guardian. Just spread it to all of your mates, your family, your friends yeah. and strangers on the street that we're the funniest podcast in the world. Send them this episode because I think this has been a good demonstration yeah. of what this football podcast is really about. Yeah, hiding food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, take the effort, dickheads. Ta-da. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 